Hi, and welcome along to Early Excellence's Head to Head podcast. It's great to have you here. I'm Sarah Carey, School Improvement Lead here at Early Excellence, and in these podcasts, I'll be connecting with real head teachers and school leaders. We'll be discussing hot topics in primary and early years education and sharing some real experiences. So keep listening to hear more about school inspections and impactful school improvement strategies. So in our podcast episode today, I'm really pleased to welcome Sally, Deputy Head Teacher at Lillian Delissa Maintained Nursery School in Birmingham. Hi Sally, it's really good to have you here. Hello, hello Sarah, lovely to be here. Thank you for, for inviting me. No, no, brilliant. I know our paths crossed not so long ago when I was uh, delivering a day of remote training for the Birmingham Nursery Schools. Um, and I know I put you on the spot a little bit to share a little bit about your recent offset inspection. So I'm really looking forward to hearing much more about it today. So Birmingham's a, a pretty big city. So whereabouts are you within Birmingham? So Lillian Delissa Nursery School is right, it's very close to the city centre, so we're very, very close, um, probably under a mile away, um, yeah, and we're part of the Birmingham Federation of Maintained Nursery Schools. Okay, that's really interesting. So so quite an inner city setting then in terms of, of kind of getting that picture of the children who come to you in the context that you're in. Yes, we're absolutely in inner city context, yeah, we are, but a lovely, thriving um, and active setting. Good, good. And it's, it's just helpful to get a good understanding of where the schools that we're talking to, where, where you are in the world, as it were. So if we if we travel back in time, back to, I believe, December 2021, um, when, when you had the, the telephone call to say that you were going to be inspected. So a little a little while ago, but still under the, the current the current inspection framework. So if you can tell us a little bit about that initial call and, and how the, the start of the inspection went for you. Absolutely. So my head teacher, Mandy Cryan, who sadly retired now, um, took the initial call um, and she took she gave them some basic factual information. Um, she also sent them the SIP and the CEF and our curriculum intent document. Um, later on during the day, I was involved in the call um, and that was our opportunity to sell ourselves as a setting. We talked through our curriculum design. Um, we talked through our curriculum intent document and we said that when they came to Lillian Delissa, they would be able to see child-led learning at its very best. Brilliant. So you use that as an opportunity to really set your stall out and, and talk about this is this is your you really your vision and your values and what you're all about and, and give them absolute clarity in that. Yeah, and that I, I think that that really helped us actually um with you know have a a successful start to the inspection um, because we, we were able to set the scene um, so they knew what to expect. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, one of the one of the lines of inquiry is always, um, and it oft, often the inspection reports start with, what is it like to be a child at this school? So if you're if you're kind of saying we're child centred and it's everything that we do is around the children, that's very much what they would be expecting to come in and, and see. And I know you're you're from conversations I've had with you, you're really proud of the, the documentation that you've put together that actually isn't for the purposes of Ofsted really it was it's much more about you, you have an approach don't you about the, the whole team and having that absolute clarity and shared understanding across the the whole team so do you want to talk a little bit about how you've worked towards achieving that because that does really help your children doesn't it of course it does of course it does um as a leader um I felt it was very important to um 
consider our curriculum design. Um, and that really, I was, my reflective moment um, started really when we had the EYFS ref reforms um, last year, uh, a couple of years ago, um, because I think you really reflect on what's important in the in early years. Um, so in my curriculum intent document, I've um, included our school values. Um, I've also included that the characteristics of effective learning are, are important, as well as the Leuven scales of well-being and, and involvement. And, and we've also, um, in, as part of our curriculum approach and design, included a, a triangular diagram, which is our infographic, and that talks through what's important for practitioners, what's important for us as a setting. So, for example, at the heart of everything we do, it's child-centred practice, but also it's about the relationships, child and practitioner. It's about the time. Children need time to think, learning through play and creativity. And then what's also important to us is high quality interactions, as well as in the environment being the third teacher and action research. So lots of important considerations we've thought of, and that's part of our curriculum design document. Yeah. And that's really interesting. And I know um, for, for, for those people who know Early Excellence well, we often talk around knowing your children and the importance of placing the child um, kind of front and centre in our minds, considering well-being, really understanding and knowing those characteristics and understanding the, the unique child. And we do, of course, do a huge amount around the learning environment and then that all important role of the adult. Um, and, and again, within the um, education inspection framework in that handbook, it does also also talk about the children um, and around teaching not being top down don't they they talk around it being around the child they talk around it being around the planned environment and those routines and structures as well of the, of the day not just the learning environment and its physicality but also those routines and structures and those interactions and certainly when um, we've been um, working with inspectors or engaging with inspectors or even listening to other podcasts the role of the adult is absolutely crucial so so, yeah, that's really interesting to hear. And I guess from, from what you're saying, that, that that document actually really helps an absolute clarity of understanding for all of your staff. So you've got that common language, I suppose, and that shared shared vision, which I suppose is, is really important. And I think that's key, isn't it? It's about always training your staff about what, what's important. Um, sometimes you'll have established members of, of, of staff within your team, um, but sometimes you'll have people that are coming in and they're new to early years. So it's important to have that shared approach because actually it has to be quite skillful. Though those practitioner interactions, if you're going to do child-led learning, it, it does have to be skillful because at the end of the day, we want our best for our children, don't we? They still need to achieve. We still need to have high expectations of them. Um, but yeah, we I did find I do find, and we continue to use it that it's really important to staff and refer to it on a regular basis. And I think that's crucial because sometimes I know in my role when I'm visiting schools and settings, they want to talk to me about having the right documentation ready for inspection. And, and really, you know, you, you are doing it for the children and for your staff. So it's actually really good to hear you talking about it in that way, that it is about supporting your staff and supporting your children, not about um, being ready for inspection and having that document to share with them. Actually, it's a driver for your setting and a driver to achieve high outcomes 
outcomes for your children. So I think that that's key. But that that said, I would imagine um, it would have supported your staff in having those high quality conversations with inspectors, because, of course, during the process, um, the inspectors are looking to triangulate, aren't they? What you will have shared with them on that initial phone call, they'll be looking to explore that through the through the through the through their kind of inspection visit. So did your staff so how did your staff feel about engaging in those those quality conversations with the inspectors? Did they did they share their thinking? Did they find that document useful? Did it help them to have confidence? I think yeah, I, I think they found the the document useful because it's a shared vision, um, that they can refer back to. Um, but we also um, there's also lots of different topics that that you can refer to in the framework where the, the subjects might come up, for example. So, for example, um, in terms of diverse inequality, conversations came up with staff members before before leaders. Um, so some conversations, they triangulate in, in not in the way you're expecting sometimes. Sometimes a conversation will happen with a teaching assistant or a nursery officer or a teacher before they speak to leaders, and they prefer to take that balanced approach because they're getting a sense of you being together having the same shared ethos absolutely absolutely so we're starting i suppose to you you just touched on that process of kind of triangulation which of course and um, we, we all know kind of is part of the, the the deep dive process and we know from the education inspection framework that for maintained nursery schools such as yourself they undertake um they intend to undertake three deep dives one one focused on language and communication one other in a prime area of learning and then one in a specific area of learning um so whilst maintaining nursery schools do sit within the school inspection framework there is that little bit of extra information in there around deep dives with that with that lens for maintained nursery schools so so I'm assuming they did look at language and communication um, and maybe some other areas so could you just t tell us a little bit about your experiences around that those of those course deep dives? of course so they looked at early reading communication and language um, PSE and mathematics um, and that was part of a conversation that we had on that second call with the inspectors prior to the inspection um, we had lots of evidence ready all in folders ready to present to them but actually when they saw the environment and when they spoke to staff and they saw what the children were doing um, they could see that within the context of the, the classroom environment. Um, they did look, want to look at learning journals. Um, we feel very strongly about having physical learning journals at Lillian Delissa because parent feedback has told us that they love to take that home at the end of the nursery experience with us. So um, that the inspectors were, were interested in that as well. So they looked through th some learning journals, but they didn't look through lots and lots of folders that we had prepared they 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 saw it within the context so and actually that's 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 a good sign isn't it that you can see what's happening in your environment is everywhere you can see maths in the natural maths area you can see um communication and language um with the, how, how the children are engaging with each other and you can see early reading with their love of books love their love of stories so we we were pleased with with that the, they were able to see all of those things. Yeah. 
That's great. And and again, there's some of the a few bits that actually I'm really interested to pick up. So so firstly, you mentioned that they looked at communication and language and early reading, because of course we know in schools they're going to look at reading as a deep dive. Um, but actually it's it sounds like they pulled a little bit of that early reading in as part of the language and communication thread um, and then looked at maths and PSE. So that was F three. But early reading was was definitely there then from your from your feeling. Yes, definitely. Um, we we have um, browsing books um, at Lillian Delis, classic children's literature, um, and they go around the, the different groups. Um, so we we will often read those, and so they could the, the inspectors could see the enthusiasm of um, children reading books for pleasure. Um, yeah. So that that was positive actually, and again, even in the in the two year old provision, lots of story work, um, lots of big book work relating books and stories to animals in a child centered way yeah and absolutely and of course it is part of language and communication as well as we well know for early years and the the, the statutory framework and actually how young children learn everything is so connected isn't it and and that that does i suppose therefore make sense i think also really valuable to hear that um you had lots of documentation ready as i know lots of schools and, and nursery schools yeah. and settings do have but really interesting to hear that um that isn't the first port of call for in your experience that wasn't where the inspectors went first actually they were looking for your curriculum happening in action in the provision in the interactions with with staff um, rather than going to the documentation first um, and that's useful to hear and I know again when when we've been engaging um, with inspectors and, and hearing information from them sometimes they they will look at documentation but that's if they're starting to have some questions or wanting to dig into something a little bit more but actually if your vision and aims that you've so clearly articulated to them um, and what actually is happening in practice if they're if it's that reality you know is happening um actually that that kind of stands you in a good place doesn't it because we had those conversations and then they're going to see that in action with the children and it sounds like that was your experience of it yes it was it was and you, you know they, they would talk to staff um, and they would see what the children were interested in but then they would triangulate and go back and see if the children were actually interested in what staff were saying they were interested in um, I remember dinosaurs and the uh, cornflowers featured in the two-year-old provision and they came back to see what they would do with with the with the dinosaurs, mm -hmm. and I'm imagining it at that at those times where they when they're coming back to see what the children are doing, they are engaging with the children, but also engaging with the staff in those conversations as well. It's it's very much first hand, isn't it, and informal conversations at that point. It is, and and it wasn't. We found what what surprised us as well. It wasn't just about coming to the inspectors when they came into the classroom context. They'd be observing direct teaching. They'd be observing direct interactions with staff and children. But then they'd also have a look and observe the periphery area, what was happening in the other areas. And they also were interested. They did actually come back and look at the environment without when the children and and staff were not around. 
just mm-hmm. to see. So yeah. lots yeah. of yeah. And that feels like they are looking at um in, in your in your setting, it feels like they were looking at that big picture. So again, it's it's not just about what the adults are perhaps teaching, as it were. It is much more about the learning and the rich learning opportunities that the environment offers, but also the opportunities within as 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 I alluded to earlier, those structures and routines and as you say, what's happening on the periphery of things because it all matters, yeah. doesn't it? It all makes a difference. Of course it does, and it's that it's that shared ownership of the whole how the whole the whole team approaches um your curriculum isn't it really and it's about keeping that curriculum alive and thriving um i remember at the time and we continue to be interested in growing food so um there were we we you know and and that they recognized that that we we were linking the growth of chilies and vegetables to story books for example so it's making those links and keeping those children motivated mm. Yeah, and then again, they'll be looking at those connections because we know books um, and language and vocabulary feature so strongly within the EYFS statutory framework. Um, and it's not just about having books available or having a list of vocabulary, is it? It's about it being meaningful and purposeful for the children in any any of the learning opportunities. It's about it being meaningful and purposeful. So, so I'm interested to just unpick a little bit more around the inspectors looking at your learning journals because, of course, we know from the EYFS statutory framework framework that there isn't a necessity to do lots of recording and it's very much about practitioner and teacher knowledge of their children but I think from what you're saying in terms of those learning journals for your context actually they are a really good tool for I guess demonstrating your curriculum in action but also communicating that and sharing that with parents as well Um, so interesting that the inspectors did want to see that and they may well have been then using those to look at the curriculum in action maybe look at how you're communicating with parents and maybe also to get a sense of how much more of the maybe formal assessment is or isn't taking place and the impact of that on on workload and such like so so what was the line of inquiry what did they explore what did they want to know around those those learning journals um well they looked through the learning journals because i think that you're right absolutely that they wanted to see the curriculum in action um they also talked to staff about the learning journals and how we do observations um so we talked through that process with the inspectors as well so uh, you're right um sometimes you're you're doing observations for an assessment point of view um but they're, sometimes they're spontaneous and they're you know when a child is in free flow play um so in terms of our observations we do two kinds we do observations on target tracker which is our um development matters is on there and we assess children according to to what we can see what we can observe we also do observations um following Anna Epgrave um planning in the moment and focused child observations so we find the two work well together because they're two different types of observations but they but they work well and Ofsted inspectors were interested in in finding out about that and seeing if that demonstrated that we're putting our curriculum in action yeah yeah and also that information is helping you to know the children isn't it and and ultimately helping the children to um continue to make progress to continue to to develop um and there's that phrase isn't there sometimes around helping the children to keep up rather than catch up and actually those those that, those, that information helps you to build that picture as well as the interactions that the staff will be having, the time and provision with the children that the staff will be having and those positive relationships.
Yeah, absolutely. They were also interested when we were talking about observations, it lent onto assessment and actually it's important to have um, the rigour every every term, isn't it? So every time we assess our children, each term um, I produce some information and then staff use that in their pupil progress meeting where they're seeing where the children are if they're age-related, if they're doing well and they're above age-related, or if they're at risk of falling below age-related. And it's about having those conversations with, with staff about what we're going to do to target those children in a skillful way to make sure that they reach their potential. And of course, assessment can happen in both of those ways can't they because there is that that rigor and robustness um and also there is that assessment that's happening in real time where you're responding to what you're seeing and moving things forward with the children when you're engaging in playful learning opportunities or directed activities and such like but i think I come back to something that you mentioned earlier um, as conversations that, again, I often have when I'm visiting schools and settings around the purpose of assessment and having that, again, absolute clarity and shared understanding across the team of what you're doing and why you're doing it and how it's useful. Um, and of course, it is a balancing act, isn't it, in terms of um, pu pulling all that together, as with so, ma as with so many things in the early years. But um, I know I sometimes go into schools and settings and when we talk about assessment they tell me that they're perhaps using a specific tool um, maybe some sort of tech tool online tool um, and when you unpick it actually they're using an element of that for communicating with parents and that's not what they're using for assessment so I think re being really clear as, as a setting as a school as an early years on how you are approaching assessment and the purpose and value of it and what it's achieving for the children within that balanced picture of, of how you're supporting their next steps of development and knowing the journey that they're on. Um, so I think that's a, a useful conversation to have around assessment. So thank you. So it's been good to hear um, a whole range of experiences really for you. And I know you've had some time to reflect. So were there any particular things that you wanted to share or talk about that you felt were um, a positive part of the inspection or a kind of a nugget of information that you, you thought was particularly positive that you wanted to share? Anything else around that? Um, what would I say? I think basically just to own the inspection, so own it, use it as an opportunity to really showcase your team and your setting and your and your ethos. It's your opportunity to shine, and if you if you can, it, they're always nerve wracking experiences. But if you can if you can take that approach, then actually they are on your side. It's a rigorous process, but but. They, we did feel like the inspe inspectors were on our side, which was a lovely feeling, actually. It really was. Yeah, yeah. and also nice to hear because... Um... I know I again I work with lots of schools and, and the schools that have positive experiences don't always talk get the opportunity to talk about it and, and often we do hear of the ones that are perhaps um, people have got worries or they asked for this and we didn't think they were going to so it is really nice to hear that actually overall you, you found it a, a positive but rigorous and robust experience um, and I think again that that's really important to kind of it, it does need to be robust because we want to be 
actually getting this right for our children. Um, but I agree, there's nobody who knows your, the school or the setting better than the people that are working there. Um, and as you say, it is your opportunity to shine and be proud of all that you're doing because you're doing that every single day with those children, aren't you? And, and that's what takes us back to the children are at the centre of why we do what we do. And it is hard, um, but I know in terms of top tips from inspectors that, that we sometimes hear is know the handbook. Um, so using that to, to kind of help you to engage in those conversations. But we're often, we often hear messages around, yes, as schools and settings do engage in the process with the inspectors. It's, 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 a, it's a back and forth. Um, if there are things you want to talk about, go back and have those conversations. If there's things you want to ask, do do that. So it's about kind of being actively involved, I suppose, rather than um, responding and, and being responsive. It's about being proactive and actively involved. And I guess that's that's the message you're saying as well, isn't it? Abs- absolutely. Um, it's, a, it's a whole team approach. Um, my leadership style is quite bottom up where I empower every member of my team. And they, I remember just before the inspection, they said, we, we can do it, Sally, because you know, we know you believe in us. And I think that approach worked for us absolutely absolutely well it's that it sounds that I, I mean if i if i was to stop and ask one of some of your staff maybe how they felt about it i it feels like their their messages would be quite similar around actually it was a it was overall a positive experience and actually you did feel that you were able to able to shine so good so have you got any other top tips? So we've had a range of make sure you've got a speakerphone in your office so that everybody who needs to hear the conversation and be involved in that initial conversation to knowing the handbook. Is there anything that you would like to add as a, as a top tip for inspection? Um, I think just work work with the inspector. So um, one of the conversations that they had wanted to have with my team um we asked they wanted to be together and we said look can can they be together and and they responded to that so we it's not set in stone what what they're going to ask and what they're going to do you can work with them and it's very much like you were saying earlier it's that back and forth conversations it's that back and forth approach they do have a plan but but there's no reason why you can deviate slightly that that that's fine they will listen to what you think mm-hmm. yeah and and to, you just touched on um actually people being able to have conversations together with inspectors because we know don't we when when the call comes everybody wants it to go really well and everybody is hit with nerves that is i think a, a natural reaction and there is a roller coaster then through the inspection isn't there from the come on we can do this to i just want it to be over to kind of pushing through again there is that that real roller coaster um but again positive to hear that where you had those instances of could these people talk together with you that that was that was okay because again from the messages that we're hearing inspectors want to have high quality conversations um, and they're not there to really catch people out or put people in like a GCSE exam situation they want to have engaging conversations um, and would be happy for people to be together for those so yeah valuable to valuable to hear that I think so Good, good. So I think um, that draws us, I suppose, to a a, a natural close hearing about your experiences. Um, But it's been, I mean, I've smiled all the way through. I know you can see me. I'm I'm nodding and smiling um, in terms of 
actually it sounds like you did have a positive experience however that's not to say it wasn't rigorous and robust but as a school and a setting the systems that you have in place to support the staff and to support the children to achieve their very best actually are also systems that helped you to achieve well in your offset outcome really does isn't it because yeah absolutely yeah that's so very well put Sarah yes absolutely (laughs) yeah and I and I think that shared vision shared understanding and it sounds like as a team you're having conversations about the children having conversations about learning all of the time so that those regular conversations because you believe that's right to support your children and staff actually by going through that process as as kind of supporting them to articulate the things that they perhaps needed to when when the inspectors called yeah it's about empowering your team it's about empowering who you work with um and working together because um when you're in early years it's all about the team isn't it it really is you have to have an effective team absolutely absolutely thank you so much for chatting with me today it's been really really insightful particularly to explore inspection through a slightly different lens of a maintained nursery school because of course we know that they still fall under school inspections but there's a few slight slight adjustments um, that are made within the handbook to have those inspections and i think you've talked about all of those really really well so i hope our listeners have found it useful so thanks so much no that's okay it's been a pleasure sarah thank you Well, thanks for joining us today. I hope you found it a valuable listen and that you've taken some things away to reflect on or maybe things that you want to discuss with your colleagues. Of course, remember, if you want to talk about any of the issues that we've explored today or you need support with other matters in your school, then do feel free to drop me an email, sarah at earlyexcellence.com or why not get connected with me on LinkedIn or Twitter? Anyway, take care and join me next time for some more genuine head-to-head conversation.